question everything. Welcome all you creeps to murder on the creeps back to another lovely episode of murder on the 420 express this is mandy this is lisa and we are extremely excited to talk about today's serial killer do you know who it is i know who it is do you know who it is uh yeah i think i know who it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's uh ted bundy Ooh. Ooh, the man who loved beyond death itself the man who drove a Volkswagen Bug. Yes, a nineteen sixty-eight Volkswagen. My own heart. <laughs> uh, you know what? His car is actually in uh, the Alcatraz Museum. Get the fuck out of and here! And no, it seriously is. It was actually on uh, CrimeMuseum.org. They I tell you where these artifacts need are. Need to see this bug. Yes, I need Ted Bundy's sixty-eight little tan beetle. Yeah. I'm um, so excited. But before we start talking about Mr. Bondi, mm. Lisa, yes. what have we been smoking? Oh, we've been smoking on a star dog. A star dog? A star dog. I feel like that sounds like a Beck song. <laughs> like diamond dogs, but like star dog. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so star dog possibly named after the bright sparkly crystal trichomes that blanket the strain like stars Ooh. is a hybrid cross between chem dog four and trace dog earth <laughs> trace dog <laughs> stress <laughs> earth earthy pine with sour notes of diesel color star dog whose uplifting effects may help patients treating stress fatigue and anxiety disorders Star dog flowers in 67 days indoor with moderate yields. You know what I kind of want to talk about? I want to talk about, first off, you we just taco? used to be legal. Yes. Ooh, we talk. You want to talk taco? about it? Let's talk about it. Um, no, I first think that the problem with serial killers is that they just don't smoke enough, to be honest. Because there was a mass amount of serial killers that killed in the 60s and 70s, right? Yeah. And they have all these conspiracy theories as to why that is, why there's these children born with all these, like, um, disorders, like mental disorders, like multiple personalities, and people actually killing people in these, like, serial killing sprees. I personally think that it was a lot of, well, there's a lot of conspiracy theories, but, like, fluoride in our water. I think the fact that weed is now becoming legal but it's always treating fatigue anxiety stress our humanity our civilizations have grown to be so stressed throughout our daily life and we have such an imbalanced diet we've had you know wars with chemicals that have really like messed up our genes that now serial killers being produced and having those effects like maybe they just need to talk a little bit they need to talk and talk talk before you, you kill <laughs> to see if you actually want to kill someone yes maybe you're just a little stressed yes so let's take that you know stress ride let's you know pump the brakes just a little bit 
Yeah, you know, it's kind of like you're hydroplaning, and all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I don't really have any control in my car, but you, you just gotta pump the brake. You never break when you hydroplane. No, okay, what is I, should, the I say, you? should I say, let's let's not say hydroplaning, let's just say snowy or icy. You know when you like just start guiding, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm just gliding right now, I'm at a stop sign, I'm not actually gonna stop, but I have to like just kind of pump my brakes a little bit, just to slow myself down. That way it's not such a hard impact, because I can't stop, that's... I can't stop. I don't know what to do. Serial killers need to like pump the brakes a little bit. Just like, if I can't stop all the way, I need to slow down. I need to really think about what I'm doing. But here's the thing, though, is is that they do think about what they're doing. They know that there will be consequences for it, but they just don't care. Yeah. There's actually, I'll get into it in a minute, but there's a quote I have in my notes that's, Ted Bundy. I absolutely love Ted Bundy. And the reason why I love Ted Bundy is because he was a very attractive man. And, like, okay, so the new movie that's coming out with Zach Efron, mm-hmm. I am so excited for this movie because it's portrayed in the in the viewpoint of his girlfriend. Oh, interesting. And it goes through the first two cases. So his girlfriend while he was killing, not his wife. Yes, the girlfriend. Okay. So, um... And it goes through the two, the first two cases, mm-hmm. murder cases, and also one of his escapes. Yeah, this kid, or this cat, I should say, was just crazy with escaping. And he was just like, bye, see ya, fuck ya. Like, you want to try and send me from Utah to Colorado? I'm just going to escape and I'm going to go to Florida. Like, he's fucking crazy. I just wonder, like, what kind of, like... You, do you know his unique quality and this is something I'm going to get into but he has a unique quality of actually being called a changeling because he had a way of just changing his appearance just by small minute things like changing the way he parts his hair or like changing his expression to where he almost looked like a hundred percent a different person he got it was so hard to identify Ted Bundy because each victim saw a different person that is so strange. It's so weird. That reminds me of the Scooby-Doo episode with that's called The Creeper. Oh, I would have to definitely need a refresher on that. What's The Creeper about? The Creeper, so like, it's just, it was this one guy, I think it was the mayor or something like that, but he like put on like the, this green, like, Frankenstein looking thing, but it was, like, a guy that just went and terrorized everything, and, like, his facial expressions were, like, always different. Yeah, it's really crazy to think, so I wanted to, like, look at more pictures, but he really, he's very striking, and he's very intense, but yeah, his eyes, even his family members that went to the trials, trying to figure out, like, how to support him, would say that they sometimes didn't even recognize him when he would get into, like, a certain personality or a certain mood or something like that, and his expression would completely change to where they they think that he just wasn't the same person. Do you think he had multi-personality disorder? So, I'm actually going to get into that. Okay. So, we have to start from the beginning. Okay. So, Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. born November 24th, 1946. Oh, shit. He was a Sagittarius, but right past the cusp of Scorpio. <sighs> I have a feeling we would be a perfect match. You and Ted Bundy? Yeah. I mean, he would love you after death. So, we all have our ones. So, um, 
it's really funny. So Sagittarius males are actually known to be really, really playful and adventurous and charming Mm -hmm. and very intelligent. Sagittarius in general are very proud of their intelligence. And most times, actually, just speaking on Harry Potter and get a little nerded out, a lot of Sagittarius tend to be Ravenclaws. So Um. I think because they take pride in their intelligence, um, which Ted Bundy definitely did. He was known to be extremely smart and charming, and even though uh, as early as his teens he showed signs of being a sadistic, manipulative, possible serial killer, he still went on. Yeah. He He showed signs of being a manipulative serial killer. Sadistic. Manipulative, possible serial killer. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Possible? He he became one. Okay. He he fell into that statistic. (laughs) He did. So he uh, actually graduated and graduated college and had a promising career in law and politics. I know, which kind of made it a little bit different, right? Yeah. So, um, per CrimeMuseum.org, he recalls being antisocial. Now, this is his own statement about himself. He looked cute with that hat on. (laughs) Uh, Bundy states that he was very antisocial and he actually became a peeping tom at a young age. He kind of had, like, this addiction to pornography because he was violent by nature, but, like, the sexual acts kind of caused him to interlink the, the two Can for his crimes. Can you imagine that shit, though? Like, that's just what feeds it, is just that euphoric feeling that we get. Mm-hmm. Like, that just literally, that's what's feeding it. Yeah. That's just, like, just this fuel excitement. to the fire. So, technically... He could have just been a really sexually frustrated nympho. He, you know what though? He probably could. Maybe he got. I mean, I don't want to say this because I think that the, when they categorize him as being like manipulative and sadistic, he probably tortured little animals. He had a huge record before he was eighteen of like theft, and I mean huge record, breaking in. Um, you know, similar to almost like Richard Ramirez, he where he was like escalating into being violent towards like women. Well, what was his childhood like? You know, I didn't find a whole lot about his childhood. Really? From what I could gather is I don't think that he suffered, like, child abuse. I think, in all honesty, I think his childhood, I think he was just naturally <laughs> born. Maybelline, or maybe he was just born this way. Maybe he was born this way. Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. But, no, I think that he just, I think he honestly was extremely mentally ill. I think okay. that, on top of that nobody decided to use, like, this huge record of theft and this huge, like, oh, he was very sadistic and tortured animals as being a sign of, like, maybe he shouldn't grow up and just be let free. Maybe he should be monitored a little bit more. But he was very charming. That's what all of his family members say. That's what everyone who's ever met him has said, is that he just had this charm to make you feel at ease. He was going further into it. He was actually, when he got progressed into his crimes, he was witnessed a lot. But nobody would hold any account to a statement against him because they thought, oh, well, in his adulthood, he, like, never got a traffic ticket, never got this. He was a very upstanding, clean-cut person Mm -hmm. and extremely, like I said, was charismatic Mm -hmm. that people took that as being genuine of his character. So he got away with crimes a lot longer than maybe he should have. He's like a little sly. Chameleon. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Little tongue sticking out. Um... So, in 1972, like I said, he graduated college and had a career, a promising career in politics or law, Uh, but by 1974, he found his love for killing to be a lot more promising and satisfying. 
Oh. I know. He oh, began. <laughs> he was like, oh, should I uphold the law or, or should, should I, I destroy the law? Or should I kill it? Kill. 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 <laughs> he began to prey on young, beautiful women in Washington, but extended mm-hmm. his victim lookout to Utah, Colorado, and Florida during moves throughout his life. Fuck it. Seriously. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll just kill him whatever state I'm in. Um, <laughs> goodness. He, you know how people like say, you know, what's that one song where it's like, I've got hoes, I've got hoes in every area code, I've got hoes. You know, have you ever heard that song? No. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it's a really cheesy, like, 90s hip hop song, but, um, he had bodies in, like, every area code. That's what I was getting with that. He's like the Grinch. The Grinch that stole women instead of stole Christmas. <laughs> I stole your hoes. I stole your hoes. Your educated hoes. Yes, always. He was usually always praying for women near colleges. Like, he yeah. kind of had that fascination. Had your kids, had your wife, and had your school books because Bundy's coming up in here. He's an intelligent, charming, Sagittarius male looking for a date with another intelligent, charming, slightly <laughs> dead female. But beware. I know he would be like super creepy there was actually a um, game show you know that game show where oh. you'd have oh number three. Oh, if but you were to take me on a date number three no but it was like the date one date two yeah. date three and they're like number three if you were to take me on a date where would you take me and they'd be like oh we'll go to movies maybe we'll go horseback riding get a little ice cream and then I'd give you a kiss and drop you off at your house and then she's like ice cream sounds bomb I know. I'm actually really full, but ice cream sounds really good. You should go get ice cream on your way home. But Ted Bundy was, yeah, very much the, there was a, there was a game show that, that was the game show. I can't remember what it was called, but there was a serial killer in one of the game shows. And the woman got so creeped out by this guy's answers that when she denied him the date, he actually tried to go back and kill her. Get the fuck out And then he came out. I'll have to find this in Uh, one of our future episodes, but then he came back around and share it. Yeah, dude. We'll share it for you all. Dude, people are freaky, especially reality TV. I feel like the one thing I don't like about reality TV is that, A, it's annoying, but B, like, you see people for how wicked they really are. Like, really do. <laughs> Can't hide that. Can't hide that shit. Um, <laughs> so, his usual MO was to fake a disability or injury and ask his victims for That's assistance. Fucker. I know. Oh, I damaged my pinky toe. Oh, please can you please? Yeah, could you please just carry my books for me? He actually had fake crutches can- and fake casts and a sling for his arm. He was all in it to win it. I, oh God, okay. It's just crazy. That's so funny. he was also known to play a bit of pretend. He liked to pretend to be police officers and firefighters uh, and more like authority figures to gain I trust. Bet. I bet. Fuck no. You know, the scariest thing is, like, what if you were, like, pulled over by a fake cop? There have been stories like that. The fake cops, and they're just like, you need to get out right now. Or when they've come up to the door and they're like, oh, I'm going to get this. I mean, I'm going to get this badge. Always look at the badge. Always make sure that whenever someone comes to your door, whenever someone tries to pull you over, that it is an actual cop. Like, you do whatever you have to. You can ask for their badge. You can ask for everything. You have that right. Do not fall victim to these dumbasses. Oh, God. Yeah. People it, are gross. People are gross. This is like a lifetime horror movie. Like, 
Ted Bundy like, pretending to be a police officer like, like an injured wrong. student. Like, it's nice to have faith in humanity and it's nice to be kind and compassionate to your fellow humans. But let's be honest here. Like the let's just be the the trickery, the sins, the deceit, the, the deceitful nature of the The snake. possession of greed and lust and all of those like He was like sins. an original he it's, was like one of those original incel serial killers, like where he was so antisocial, he only wanted things from afar, but probably because he was so antisocial, he didn't really want a relationship, but he still wanted to experience like human things. Well, yeah. But it's like people who Sorry, fall. I tattoo there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when people fall to like to like these sins, you know? Mm-hmm. It's hard because, like, you get those, mm-hmm. what is it, those reward systems triggered, you know Oh, what I completely. Mean? So, like, when you see somebody who's charismatic and, like, you, you only want the best for people, but, like, you see people like Bundy that fall to, like, this stature, it's like, how, like, what okays this? Like, I know that towards the end, he did apologize and he you know said that he found the lord and stuff like that that's really interesting before his death in the electric chair yeah he uh, i'd have to look more into that but i could see that he literally like repented yeah like his like sins and he's like oh no i know i'm gonna go and i'm gonna meet my maker i wonder sometimes too if there are serial killers that once they do get caught if they are haunted by the ghosts of their victims like, I'm sorry, but if you killed me, I'd fucking come back and haunt you. I'd make you feel that. I would do weird things just to trick with you, just to mess with you, because I'm sorry, but you took my life. You're not going to have a good life after that. Mm. Not on my stand and not from the other side. Nope. So, that's what I wonder. Maybe that's why he maybe repented. But, so anyway, so, uh, once he lured his victim to the car... He would strike them on the head with a crowbar or pipe. Ooh. He would... Fuck that I know. I actually kind of got like a headache like reading that portion of it because I'm just like, that would hurt so much. It is so funny as as I felt that like right here. Yeah. Right on the back. Like just like leaning in to grab someone's book and boom. Yeah. That shit. So, um, he would bind them before they woke and then he removed the passenger seat in his 68 brown Volkswagen Beetle so that he could lay his victims down out of sight while driving. Like, I'm telling you, intelligent, oh, manipulative. I know he, like, hella designed his car, too, so, like, they couldn't get out. Like, he removed Like, removed the lock, the everything, yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, childproof locked How on scary. the inside. How scary, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't even kick this door open. You're bound, like, on your way to die. Like, and it's that just is some just fucking so... guy that's like, hey, you want to ride? I'll take you to your next class. Always be careful. Always. If you get that one inkling feeling and you're the hairs on the back of your neck are just standing up and you just get that one like, this is probably not a good idea. I don't care how much of a bitch or an asshole you seem like. Don't do it. Just listen to your gut. People forget to listen to their know, gut. Dude. They're like, I I'll be rude up. if I do this. No, fucking be rude. And you know what? If he's not a serial killer or she's not a serial killer... Good on them, but if they are, you you just saved your own life. Did you ever have that happen when you're, like, in high school and you're just walking home and, like, there are, like, certain, like, guys just hanging around? (coughs) Yeah, Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, there can be creeps and then you're just, like, don't look at them. Do you... Walk straight. 
there is part there are some times where I did ignore them, but there were other parts where I just like looked at them and I was just like, oh yeah, you think that's funny? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, Lisa <laughs> egging on the dogs like, oh, I, well that's just like my like, you, you're gonna fucking do fucking do some do something. Oh my gosh. Like, cause I'm I don't know what it is. I've always been this way, and even like when I get into like confrontational like stances like. Yeah. I think Sean can attest to a few of them. I'm like, you fucking do something? Do something. Hit me. I dare you. I dare you. I did that a few times. Not to Sean. <laughs> I could see it, though. I could see you kind of being that. Because it's Once, almost like... Though. It's almost like that. So, when Once. I... I used to get in trouble in school because when... When the teacher would get upset with me, especially when I was little, I would just smile. And they were like, what are you smiling about? Why are you doing this? You're in trouble. You need to, like, wipe that look off your face. And I would just smile because that was, like, my defense mechanism. And in reality, I realize it's more animalistic, like you're showing your teeth. But I would get in trouble sometimes. And I was a good student, but when I did get in trouble, it just, it's not that I was mocking their authority. It was that I was just like, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I know that I'm fucked. And this is actually kind of funny. Like, in my little kid brain, I thought it was still kind of funny and I can't help it. The best part is Mandy doesn't have eyebrows. No, I don't have eyebrows. Like, I draw my eyebrows on. But when I'm not wearing my eyebrows, I probably look fucking creepy. So when she's a little kid, I remember her picture of her (laughs) little, like, four-year-old self at her mom's house. She had, like, literally, like, bleached out eyebrows. Super white eyebrows. And I have dark hair. Super white. Super white eyebrows. And she's just smiling, and I can just remember, I can just picture Picture. it. You're being bad, Mandy. Little psycho. (laughs) Little psycho. (laughs) totally true and like just these huge like blue eyes like you're really gonna fucking do this like piercing but it's not gray eyes. I would always get more into like trouble than I should have been and I'm like I really don't want to be in this much trouble but I can't stop smiling because I know that I'm fucked <laughs> I know it already so I kind of get that like the little like egging on even though you don't really mean to it's kind of like just you showing yourself that you're like strong yeah no, I've I've always been that way. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just I knew that shit's gonna you, get me Lisa. in fucking trouble. Uh, and it does, and it does with men. To be honest, because I'm a female, I remember I was traveling and I was in France and I just walked down the wrong street. It was a very weird. It was in Paris, but it was a very weird. Like all of a sudden, went from beautiful Paris to like I'm in the ghetto right now, or I'm like headed towards a red light district. Like this is not okay. And I remember, like, a couple cars, like, slowed down to check me out. And I think that maybe they thought that I was, like, a whore or something like that. You know, like, <laughs> prostitute that I was, like, going to just get myself out. But I remember I just, like, I was, like, don't look, don't look. And if you look, make the ugliest face that you can make. Yeah, I seriously, I don't even, and I, uh, I am not sounding conceited right now, but I'm pretty, so trying to make an ugly face, I just, like, jutted out my jaw, and I did, like, the meanest stare that I could think of, and sure enough, they walked away. Now, they could have been really nice, and just wanted to see if I was lost, I feel like, but I don't give a fuck, I'll figure it out. I feel like that's, like, one of the looks that, like, Bundy would have gave, is just, like, this, I'm gonna fucking kill you look. Yeah, you have to sometimes, you gotta, like, be serious with your eyes. Because if you're not, like, your eyes are going to tell a lie. If you're not serious with what you want to do, like, with what your intention is, I'm sorry, people are going to, like, fuck with you. So you you give them something, like, you look at them in a way that you're like, don't fuck with me. Not today. 
Exactly. So, uh, going back to this, um, he usually raped, tortured, and eventually killed his victims. His mm. killing method was to either strangle or beat them to death, and then mutilate their bodies post-mortem. Did you... Okay, so... I'm not gonna lie, there were a few nights at work. Winter. Slow. You know. Yeah, it happens. Watch a little stupid documentaries on YouTube Oh my and gosh. Shit. That was my favorite. Yeah, that's me. So, I ran across this one Dr. Phil episode skit where this lady who actually escaped from Ted Bundy, like, described what he was doing. Like, she... What do you mean? So, he picked her up from a bus, campus, one mm-hmm. of the campuses and stuff like that, and he was asking her if she could help put boxes into his car or offer her a ride because mm-hmm. she was waiting at the bus stop or whatever. hmm And then he took her to a park and, like, took her down to, like, a bench or, like, a little ravine area and he, like, tied her up. <coughs> and then, um... He, like, suffocated her, and then he would bring her back. Like, she would literally die on the picnic table and then come back. He would bring her back. Dude, that's so fucking freaky. And then he would rape her and then continuously do this. She said, like, if, like, he did it for, like, I don't know. Hours or something? Like, a day or so. Like, and then she, like, finally, like. Was able to like get herself to like break free. Like, oh that. And, like, my she, gosh! She like ran and took off, and she was on Doctor Phil, and that's where I like watched it, and I was like, I don't know if this shit true. And then like you see all of, like these recommended videos, and you just keep touching them, and you keep go down watching. the rabbit hole of YouTube. Yes, been there once so many times. That's a great. That's place really to scary. Be. Have you ever seen the show called The OA? You know, I've always wanted to watch that show. I just never really got into it. It's really out there. Mike actually really likes it, which is The Butcher. Um, but in all honesty, the OA, there is a part where there is, like, this crazy dude who's trying to figure out about, like, the afterlife and stuff. So he kidnaps these people and he, I mean, spoiler alert, just just so you guys know, if you guys haven't watched the OA, it's not like it's going to tell too much. It's probably, like, a tenth of what the series is about. But he he kidnaps these people and he kills them over and then brings it back and kills him over again brings back kills him over again brings back only to discover what they see after life like what happens when you die it's just really insane and it's nothing that you'd actually like imagine it's just different i'd be so pissed yeah well and a lot of like the people that got kidnapped were extremely pissed they're like all right time to die again and he would do different methods like his favorite one was to put them like in this see this is where astronaut my, suit and drown them this is where my inner bitch would come out and be like again jerry really we're gonna go through this again we're gonna have another right. one of these right, episodes well, fucking bring it on what are you gonna do today oh it's basically like okay. what one of the main chicks basically kind of succumbs she's like all right i'm just gonna die again okay right. but i'm Get just this like over and done with. that's so scary to me <clears throat> um <clears throat> So, uh, he was known for his love of necrophilia and would often revisit the dumps or revisit the dump sites of his bodies or the just the grave sites and the bodies themselves for sexual activities with the dead. Wouldn't you be, I would be so afraid I'd get like some sort of disease. Oh, I think he just was like, fuck it. Uh, 
Like, literally and figuratively. <laughs> oh, gross. He, no, this is actually creepier, too. <sighs> Occasionally, he would sleep next to the bodies for days and weeks until the decomposition became so unbearable, he would have to get rid of them. So he would, like, keep them in his house. Dude, no. It's nasty. Uh, mm. He also loved displaying the decapitated heads all around his apartment. Oh, yes, because, you know, fucking Charlene's head is a great centerpiece. Apparently he it's thought so. It's a great so. accent to the room. For being antisocial, maybe that was, like, his little company, like, I don't want to deal with anyone living, so I'm going to deal with people who don't talk, whose head is just on my shelf. Hey, Charlene. I remember that night back in April. I remember that night back in When I killed you? Yeah, it was great. Thanks for staying. Have you ever seen the movie The Voices with uh, Ryan Reynolds? I think so. Dude, it's a fucking I've trip. I've seen a lot of Ryan Reynolds movies. This was... Okay, so to be completely honest, I'm not a huge Ryan Reynolds fan. What? Uh, no, nah, here's the reason why. I think he's just... Huh? <laughs> I think I've just... He's very typecast to me. And I like Ryan Reynolds, but his movies always kind of seem the same. He has that same sarcastic... You it's know, just it's his so face. Funny. You know? He's just got a sarcastic it's personality. Literal, that's literally how he is, like, In outside. real life. Oh, in he, real like, life. He doesn't even have to worry about acting because, like, he could just be like, yeah, this is just who I he's am. He's basically, like... Deadpool in real life. Yes. That's exactly him. So, Ryan Reynolds, although I think he is really cool, I'm just not the biggest fan of his movies, but Voices, it was such a weird... And if you guys watch it, you'll see why I compare it to Ted Bundy and his decapitated heads. It was such a weird vision of, like, how mental illness can really disturb people. But you're seeing it from his point of view, so, like, his perspective. So, you're not seeing it from the point of view that it's, like fucking nuts and this guy's like actually off his rocker you're seeing it from a point of view of like he does he's confused as to why people think he's weird and like it goes into like serial killing oh it's really rad actually and he is so his mental illness he has conversations with his cats and his cat and his dog like real people and in reality it's one of those things like obviously they don't really talk i think i've seen that movie i just don't, I haven't seen the full thing. We own I, it, so I if I find I've it, I'll definitely give it to you. I've definitely seen like, to that watch. before. Yeah, it was just really interesting. Like, Mike and I were kind of, like, tripped out, and we were super stoned. We're like, what the fuck? This is not what I thought this movie was going to be about. So I would recommend it. Mm. Going back to Mr. Bundy. <gasps> the more crimes he committed, the more he got noticed, and mm. was reported to the police quite often. But... Mm-hmm was just as much ruled out because he was clean-cut and had an upstanding record. He was very good at leaving little to no detectable trace evidence for authorities, which prolonged his killing spree. But August 16th, 1975, Bundy was arrested in Utah after fleeing from a patrol car. While searching the vehicle, authorities found handcuffs, rope, and, quote, incriminating objects. But nothing was able to link him to his crimes. He committed until later. He was let go, but was still watched over until his second arrest for kidnapping and assaulting a previous victim months after the original assault. Like, how terrifying is that? 
Like, you had this assault Wait. from Ted Bundy, you survived, and, and then, then all he this comes back months for you? later. Dude, I would be so fucking freaked out. I didn't get the victim's name in my research, but maybe there was a reason. Maybe it's just, like, super sensitive, you know? Oh, my God. Dude, that is, like, the scariest shit ever. Ever. Dude, I think I would have pooped my pants twice. <laughs> oh, shit, At Bundy. At least... Times of Christ. <laughs> I would <laughs> just clean my again. dishes and just look out the window. Boop. Bundy, Bundy. You're not gonna assault me today. He fucking comes I into my house. My pants. Boop. Boop my <laughs> pants again. You sure you wanna bind and rape me now? No, I don't think so. No, but it'll definitely kill. Dude, I'm surprised he didn't kill this victim, to be honest. Like, I feel really bad in that situation, getting kidnapped again and assaulted again. Like, at that point, like, oh, I just feel so bad. Um, So, he skipped custody. Uh, Where was it? Oh, yeah. He skipped custody about a year later while being transferred from Utah to Colorado for another trial and was recaptured within the week. So, he, like, escaped and then was recaptured. He escaped again on December 30th, 1977, and went all the way to Florida, where he picked up his killing spree again, where he left off. He raped, tortured, and killed six more victims before being captured a third time for a traffic violation. Yeah, okay. You fucking almost get caught on one side of the fucking country. You go to the other side, and what? You're just gonna do the same fucking shit that you almost got caught for? And they already know they've got a record. They've got a record because you've been arrested twice. The first time was a simple traffic violation. The second time was for kidnapping and assault. Now, Big Brother is watching you. And then on February 15th, 1978, he was caught again for another small traffic violation. But it brought up his previous arrest. It's so funny that you say 1978 because now I'm thinking about it and I was like, my mom was four and my dad was five. In 1978? was happening. Yeah. My mom was 1978. My mom would have been 15 years old. Dude, that's fucking... That gnarly. That is gnarly. My mom's fifteen years old. That you know, you live through like these, like these things that happen. Like, oh, dude, look my at mom had my mom. She has told me some stories. My mom used to hitchhike, and she's a very beautiful girl. And she hitchhiked cross country, like from the coast to coast, like from the top to the bottom, from side to side. And she has had some instances where she honestly believes, like, she was either riding with a serial killer or she should have been killed that night. Like, it's crazy. My mom's got some scary-ass stories that I'm like, and you still did this? You still did this afterwards? And she's like, you gotta understand, that was just the time. Like, you just hitchhiked. You just were a little bit more, if something happened, you would just defend yourself. She, but, dude, and I don't want to share her stories because those are her stories, but if you ever get the chance to talk to my mom about hitchhiking, my mom was super adamant about never, ever, ever allowing my sister or I to hitchhike or ever get rides from strangers because of this. Yeah. It's crazy. Nah. Well, my mom was pretty crazy. Um, he was finally sentenced to death on January 24th, 1989. Uh, by this time he had confessed to a total of 30 murders, although most victims still remain unknown to this day. And he uh, was sentenced to die in the electric chair, which he did at age 42. Oh, he met old Sparky. Old Sparky, dude. I always think that's pretty crazy, like, the different, 
deaths like okay so we had like medieval times right yeah. the middle ages the dark times where there was like a ton of murder and graphic like torture you know game of thrones yeah total game of thrones um actually a lot of torture methods used in the middle ages were uh this is gonna sound bad but actual biblical ways to kill people like they were like all, a lot of the, the kings in the bible were actually known for these like different deaths uh, King David in the Bible was um, known for hanging people upside down and cutting them from their crotch to the tip of their head. So it was crazy. Um, I would say in that regard, we've now come to the electric chair. And now it's just lethal injection, which I am totally the way more for. fun out of the bunch. <laughs> I'm more for people who they get convicted of murder and maybe they have like repented in prison for the lethal injection. I do feel though an eye for an eye. I'm sorry, but if you killed someone, unless it's like an accident, like manslaughter, like you accidentally hit someone and they died. But if you maliciously kill someone, I'm sorry. I believe in the Serbian law where you just should be given to your victim's family and they can do whatever the fuck they want to do with you. Fair enough. You're done. You decided to take that upon yourself. In Russia, Fair women who are raped can kill their rapists. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Ted Bundy would have been, like, quartered and cut and shot and beat and stabbed. I mean, you would not be able to actually tell. Fuck it. We would have became cannibals. We would have ate him. Just Fuck it. I wouldn't. He slept with dead people. I would probably leave that one. Nah, I probably wouldn't eat him. Not even the heart. Well, what, we're going to be, Was like, Killer Petey, where we, like, take, like, a bite out of his, Let's like... Let's be, like, Hannibal Lecter and just, like, you know, cut his skull open while he's still alive. Oh, my gosh. That part freaks me out. Now. And he's like, so, what's your favorite food, Johnny, or whatever that guy's name? And he's like, oh, I like mac and cheese. Like, totally makes him retarded while he's feeding him his, his own, own brain. fucking brain. That movie, like, that, brought up the levels of, like, torture. I'm that, sorry. with, like, Buffalo Bill and the lotion, that dude, I'm like... Fuck is it. the greatest fucking thing ever. Oh, okay, yeah. that is the like ultimate like ding 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 ding. I sent on the cake for like killing. Just That's totally like else. imagine waking I, up and I you're, don't even have a word to describe that. What is oh dude? There's this other movie. I'm a huge movie buff, but there's another movie called like Butcher Boys or something like that. And it's an independent horror movie, but these four kids go down, like, this wrong, like, warehouse district area or whatever, and they have to start fighting for their lives against this, like, like violent biker gang type of thing inside this warehouse. Now, this warehouse is completely trapped so that if they go into a certain area, they can, like, it's like a labyrinth. They can get them, and they can torture them and kill them. There is one scene in this movie where this girl, she's been, like, brainwashed to be part of, quote-unquote, the family. And she's being, like, raped by, like, her family members or whatever. She has a miscarriage. So they believe that that is, like, their deity saying that there's something wrong with her and that they need to kill her and that she's done something bad. So there's a contraption. They put her head underneath the dining table. And so it, like, pops her in the middle, like, a centerpiece. And there's a contraption on her head that has all these, like, wires that are crisscrossed. And it's a wooden crown that when you press down, it cuts your head Aww. in sections. And they start eating her brain because they're also cannibals. It is, I mean, if you want to talk about gory 
horror movies, I've got a list for days. But this one was really just insane. So, speaking of brain scenes, <laughs> I thought I'd share that one with you. In case you didn't have an appetite, now you do. <laughs> I'm actually really hungry. Oh, try I'm some so- brain. I, you know what? I will. Try some, try some like cow You know, uh, we'd also be like a pack of wolves and just eat his liver. You know why animals actually eat the liver? Because DMT. it's known to, yeah, naturally host DMT. Also, it's a huge alpha thing, so a lot of times, like, wolves will eat the liver. Like, that's their most savory part. The cats will eat the brains of mice or birds first, too. Yeah, maybe for DMT, they get, like, mm-hmm. a little high off of it. Isn't that crazy? Because the serotonin, because they all have hormones, too. They're, <laughs> like, Stell's, like, my cat Stell's, like, instead of taking, like, little kitty ibuprofen, she's like, I'm just gonna go kill a mouse and eat its brain. And not, then she's not just like, I get a little headache yeah, today. Yeah, seriously. It's really mm. crazy. So, to sum this up, I have some interesting facts about Mr. Bundy. I don't know. One, mm-hmm. and this is what I mentioned previously, he was called a changeling, which is a person who can change themselves to, like, almost morph into, like, a different person altogether. So, someone who got a, in the craft, they show the one girl who can, like, magically yes. do spells and, like, change her hair and change her eyes. That's a changeling. So, uh, for the simple and efficient way he was able to change his appearance, so some victims and witnesses could not tell Bundy was even the same person as his picture. Two, he was believed to have multiple personality disorder, and just like his looks, his personality would change to be almost unrecognizable. Like, he would literally morph into, like, a different person. Crazy. Three, he was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder, where on the outside they can display charm and seem socially perfect and they do have the ability to distinguish right from wrong but with little effect on behavior and absence of guilt or remorse bundy was quoted for saying guilt doesn't solve anything really uh four he was known for being a biter which is how he actually uh got caught in a few cases specifically leaving bite marks on the butt of his victims so he would like to chew, like, probably the most fatty part, you know, like... Oh, so he's a deep. kinky motherfucker. He's very kinky. Very kinky. And the last one is mm-hmm. Bundy got married while facing counts of murder to Carol Ann Boone. During the penalty phase of what the trial... What a lucky bitch. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's okay. You're going up for, like, nine counts of murder. We should just get hitched. She actually acted as a witness on his behalf in, like, three different cases. Like, I was there. I was with him all night long. Get the fuck She's out of here. She's crazy, dude. Uh, so, during the penalty phase of the trial, Bundy took advantage of an obscure Florida law providing that a marriage declaration in court in the presence of a judge constituted a legal marriage. So, basically saying, oh, this woman I married or this is my wife in front of a judge that can legally constitute you as being married. So, he took that, uh, he took that instead of actually getting married. As he was questioning former Washington State DES co-worker uh, Carol Ann Boone, who had moved to Florida to be near Bundy, had testified on his behalf during two trials, excuse me, and was again testifying on his behalf as a character witness, he asked her to marry him. She accepted, and Bundy declared to the court that they were legally married. So I guess maybe it's like a proposal, like, would you marry me? And she said yes, and then in Florida, in the state of Florida, it's a really weird law, but you can be married at that point. 
so. Fucking weird. Yeah. Will you marry me? Yes! Alright, we're officially married. We are married. You may now kiss the bride. The bride. Um, so, I have my last quote of the day, mm-hmm. and then you will talk about your 255 ways to alter your brain. Yes. Without drugs. Yes. Yep, yep. So, uh, the quote of the day is actually from serial killer Carl Panzram. Mm. Panzram, I think, who is claimed to have committed 21 murders and over a thousand rapes, and he was executed in 1930. His quote is, and this is what I felt was so fitting with Ted Bundy's trial, I believe the only way to reform people is to kill them. That's what I'm saying, an eye for an eye. That's called fucking genocide. No, you kill them. Like, I'm sorry, but like I said, if that person is... Say that again? Because I heard that in a completely different context. What? The quote. Oh, okay. You, like, freaked me out for a second. I was like, what? No, because... I believe the only way to reform people is to kill them. Yeah, okay. So I took that as genocide. Well, no, I mean, it could be, like, a mass genocide. Like, you're killing all your people, but... Because you're trying to reform them. You're trying to change them. See, I took it in the context of, like, prison. Like, you go to, you go to prison to be reformed, to come back into society, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But I think that once you've gone so far, there really is no way to reform someone. If Bundy had gotten his freedom back again, do you think that he would have, um... He would have claimed forgiveness? He would have continued to do it. So I think sometimes that the only way to reform people in, in instances where they have gone too far is to kill them. Mm -hmm. Look at the craft, watch that movie again. I love that movie. Me too. Alright, so my out of my book of highs, two hundred and fifty five ways to alter your consciousness without drugs is number ninety six. Ooh. This is so funny because I actually picked up my book this morning to put it in my backpack. Mm-hmm. And I opened it up to a random page and I was like, I wonder you know, what are we going to do today with our episode? And it actually turned to this page, and I thought it was actually really fitting for Ted Bundy. Okay. <laughs> because he's known for running, and he's also had victims that have gotten away. Yes. Run. Okay? <laughs> Run this like how you fucking depend high. on <laughs> Run as if Ted well, Bundy was coming after you. a runner's high. You know what, it's true. I've actually experienced that throughout my life because I used to run, especially when I was in high school. I didn't do it as, like, an athletic thing, but I did it, like, at the gym and on, like, the tracks and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would run, like, sometimes three miles a day. Yeah. And you do. You get pretty high to the point where you're just, like, on cloud nine the rest of the yeah. day. So running is a fine way to alter consciousness. It is accessible and can be great fun however before beginning serious running or any other vigorous exercise it is it it is advisable to get a checkup from a doctor oh obviously when you don't just start running make sure you you go talk to your doctor make sure you're fit to do this shit yeah maybe start off with like a you know power walk yeah power walk around the block Power walk at the mall with the old people. Yeah. Older people, I should say. When you start running, begin slowly. Build up your confidence, endurance, ability, and speed, and eventually you will be able to run distances you never imagined. Running gets you high in the same way as many other techniques offered here by altering your breathing. When you run, you change your breathing and the amount of oxygen reaching your brain. 
This in turn alters consciousness. Running also changes the speed of your heart, and this too can alter consciousness. I can totally see that because just by you changing like your influx of breathing, you can get yourself high. Like it's kind imagine, of like in yoga. Dude, so that means Forrest Gump was high that whole time. Yeah. Well, Forrest Gump was something else. <laughs> Maybe Tom Hanks was actually high. The whole time. He, I, I could see him totally being a stoner. I could actually see him, and this is kind of weird to say, but Tom Hanks totally being like a cokehead when he was younger, and then he I was can totally see it. Him. You know, the like, funniest <laughs> thing is, is when I, when my dad, he used to have like all kinds of like older movies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and Tom Hanks when he was younger. Yeah. When I was like about like nine or eight, I was like, he's pretty cute. Like uh, Turner and Hooch or whatever. Or Big. Yeah, Big was Big one was of the good, movies that got me. He was mm-hmm. handsome. He had like nice. Eyes. His eyes. Yeah, his eyes. The Burbs. Fucking greatest movie ever. I (laughs) love that movie. Uh, Have you seen his son? His son looks a lot like him. Colin Hanks? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know all the Hanks, don't you? No, I'm just very (laughs) versatile in today's celebrities. I didn't even know that was his son's name, Colin Hanks. You're like, yeah. You like said him like, you're like, I know Colin Hanks. Colin. I don't know a Colin Hanks. Chilling <laughs> as Tom Hanks' son. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like we were actually I believe talking. his name is Colin Hanks. The other night, Mike and I went out with some friends for sushi, and we were talking about how celebrities, like, they've got, like, these alpha genes, and their kids sometimes look really awkwardly just like them. Like, uh, Bruce Willis, Ooh. all of his daughters look just like Bruce Willis with hair. <clears throat> Oh my god. Like, I mean, they've got Demi Moore as a mother, and I'll tell you, they, they are, yeah, like, really pretty. pretty, but they look as if Bruce Willis was a female. Yes. Then you got Nicolas Cage, whose son looks just like him, except a metalhead version of Nicolas <gasps> Cage. Reese Witherspoon's daughter. Oh, I thought you were going to say Reese Cage. I was like, you know his kid now, too? No. Goldie Hawn, Goldie yeah. Hawn. And what's her, what's her daughter's name? Um, um, she does the Fabletics. Fuck, what's her name? I know what you're talking about, but Goldie Hawn's... Is that is that Kurt Russell's daughter, too? Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell? Because they were together for so long. Dude, I have no idea. I'll have to look that up. Uh, Goldie Hawn and Kate... Kate Hudson. Hudson. Yes, yes, Kate Hudson. David Hasselhoff. Doesn't he have kids that look like him? I don't really care too much for David Hasselhoff. I just like his name. I really think that there should be a drink that you could order, like, the Hasselhoff. I'm pretty sure there is. I wonder what it's included. Dude, we should go to a bar. We should be like, yeah, I want to order a Hasselhoff. Just a Hasselhoff. And they're what like, you don't know what a Hasselhoff is? Pfft. Make something up and just call it the Hasselhoff. Yeah. Give me your best shot. No <laughs> <Yeah>. pun intended. <laughs> exactly. Ha. Well, this wraps up today's episode of Meta on the, on the 420 Express. Express. Leave some comments, like, share with your friends. We have a Patreon account that you can always We go now have to sponsors, well. like we're feeling super we cool. Now, yeah, I feel pretty dope. I do. I feel good. I yeah. kinda read the thing wrong, so I thought it's Oh cool. cool, these sponsors like we get this every episode, but it's every thousand plays. So listen to our so stuff yeah, once, twice, it. three times. Like share it. Subscribe. Share. Yes. Yes. Listen to our beautiful voices wherever you go. Yes. For everywhere. Because we love For you. everyone. We love all of you. We so do. We appreciate you. Like, share, subscribe, share the love, 
like, comment below, whatever. Anyways, this Have is Have a good Lisa. night, creeps. This is Mandy. Bye.